Hey, what's up? I am on fall break right now, which is so exciting because now it is not even nine o'clock and it's a Friday and I'm getting all of my stuff done off of my to-do list, which is so nice. I love like going into the weekend feeling like I am like prepared and ready, but I did take a boxing class this last week and I am so sore. Like I took it two days ago and my forearms are still really sore. My wrists, my shoulders and my back. Oh my gosh, everything is just tight. And so I skipped my workout yesterday because I just, I knew my body was not going to do it. And now I have to kind of like force myself to get there today because when you are sore, moving your body is really helpful, but I just need to like get out there, but I am just tight. So I'm going to need a long warm up and a long cool down. I did do some yoga yesterday though. So that helped a little bit. My favorite types are the restorative yogas because it's a little bit more calming, stretch related um, versus a full like vinyasa class or a hot yoga class or something like that where you're doing more of a actual workout. But um, exciting news. I know that I just recorded a whole podcast on my membership site and the basis of the membership site is still the same, but we did decrease the price. So it is only $14.99 a month now. So if you were kind of intrigued by the last episode, but the price was making you question it, go and get in now. Um, the link is in the show notes. Or you can find it on my Instagram at Lauren Taylor's Lifestyle. But I'm really excited to bring it to you. And then I'm launching that quick and easy guide uh, uh, in the next couple weeks and coming out with a fall November challenge where it's going to be uh, um, you can win brand new merchandise that is never before seen. I literally cannot wait. I am so freaking excited. Oh, I just had my meeting with um, some of the people that I'm in business with for all of this stuff and I'm so excited for what is to come. Oh, it just like lights my soul on fire. And so I can't wait to get more girls into the site now that we are decreasing the price. More people can get in it. More people can get the value in it. We, um, instead of having the workouts that every single um, month be the same, you're actually going to get, every month is a little bit different now. So like some months you'll have the same workouts on your first and your third week and your second and your fourth week. So you have essentially like two different splits for the week. Um, other ones, it's the same for the first two weeks and it changes up for the next two weeks. So it's kind of all over the place to keep you on your toes, to keep you excited. The main lifts are always going to stay the same because we want to progress those throughout the month, but all of the accessory lifts and things like that are going to be changed up a little bit more often just to keep you excited and motivated to be at the gym. So please get in there. Um, it is such an amazing tool and an amazing resource and I'm so proud of it. And I know that it can help you, especially uh, you teachers that are struggling to make time for yourself and are dealing with that burnout and that stress and everything else that it's literally only October right now and we're all feeling it. Like everybody across the board that I know is feeling it. And so it's so important as teachers that we are prioritizing our own health and our own well-being because we can't show up at school as our best selves if we're not first prioritizing that in ourselves. So we have to put our health first. We have to make sure that we're getting in our sleep, working out, you know, three, four, five times a week, making sure that we are surrounded by people that are going to hold us accountable and are going to help us through it. Because at the end of the day, 
we need that as much as our kids need that, right? And so that's why I have the membership site. It's for you guys. It's to give you what you need without you having to think about it. We think about so many things. We plan so many things. The last thing that you want to do is get to the gym and figure out what you want to work out, right? Nobody wants to do that. I don't even want to do that. That's why I use um, other programs and I'm actually going to start my membership site, I guess, um, and doing those workouts for this fall challenge starting in November. And so I'm going to be doing the workouts right alongside you. So please, please, please get in. Um, I would love to connect with you there and help and support your goals um, and make this easier for you because we don't want to add more things to our plate. So like I said, everything is in the show notes below. The price has decreased to just $14.99 a month. Then um, my other, I guess, sponsor, whatever you want to call it, um, is Cured Nutrition, and they just launched their Euphoria, which is their drink um, cured on nutrition, or wow, drink cured on Instagram, and it is their uh, um, blend of CBD that's going to help you focus and uh, help you kind of like, especially we don't want to like have a bunch of caffeine because that can affect our uh, stress response in our body, and so I won't tell you to limit or I won't tell you to take away your coffee because I know that you need it, but limiting it and especially in those afternoons or when you're halfway through the school day and you just need a little pick me up, this is the drink to get. Um, it's amazing. The first flavor is lime and ginger and so it kind of tastes like a Topo Chico with a little bit of ginger in it. It's going to help with um like I said, your energy, your focus without having that caffeine and without getting the jitters and things like that. And right now, if you buy their Rise, which I take every single morning before my workout. So if you get their Rise, you do get a can of Euphoria to try out free of charge, uh, but it only lasts through this month. So if you wanted to try that out, go get Rise. Take it in the morning uh, before your workouts or before school or after school when you need to focus on some more things. Um, I swear by it. It is the best. I stopped taking my pre-workout because I've been using it. And then you can try out that can of Euphoria. And if you still like it, then go out and buy it. The code is Lauren Taylor for any of uh, any of those. So those are my kind of favorites, my little catch up on my life little bit. And now I'm going to do a Q&A episode all about teaching. And I've kind of pivoted from my brand perspective, I guess. I was so focused on trying to talk to everybody and just be a health person, but I realized that really the space that I needed to be in was teaching because I feel like it's really hard for us teachers to empathize. Wow, empathize. I that word is not coming out today. Anyways, it's really hard for us to kind of take the ideas and routines or plans that other people have because it's not always realistic for us teachers. Our life is a lot more hectic. Our life is a lot more crazy. It's a lot more stress-filled than other people. And so, you know, looking at somebody who is an influencer that sits at home all day long and they're telling you that you need like two-hour workouts 
Like that's not realistic for us. And so I really wanted to kind of take over this education space and bring a lot of health and wellness to it because like I said at the beginning, we need it so much more. Um, especially with the stress that we're dealing with this year. Um, so anyways, here's my little Q&A ask questions over on Instagram and I will be um, answering them now. I don't know if I'll get through all of them because there were kind of a lot and I don't want to just like take up your whole time. So I'm just going to record for like 40 minutes or so and then I'll just kind of see where I'm at. Some of them won't take that long, but I'm a talker, so we shall see. <laughs> Anyways, um, if you like this episode, make sure that you follow me on Instagram at Lauren Taylor's Lifestyle. I am producing more things on TikTok also at Lauren Taylor's Lifestyle. And then just share this episode out to your friends, to your family, to other coworkers, anybody going through college right now that's trying to uh, get their education degree, whatever it is, whoever it speaks to, um, share it, like it, subscribe. And yeah, let's get to it. I need like a little intro music. Everybody's so cool with those, but I'm not yet. Maybe one day I'll get there. Anyways, so the first question is the biggest piece of advice for first year teachers. Now, I feel like I could go a lot of different directions, but really my biggest piece of advice is set your boundaries. I had an episode a couple weeks ago that was on setting boundaries and I think that it just is so important to establish right away because as a first year teacher you're going to look at your to-do list and everything that you're expected to do. You're going to see all the new curriculum. You're going to be overwhelmed with the amount of things that you need to get done in the day and you have to set those boundaries or you are going to drown in the work because you're going to constantly be taking things home. You're going to be using your prep. You're going to be coming in before school, staying really late after school, and you're never going to get through your to-do list because honestly, it just is never ending. And you need to be able to have some hard lines of, I'm getting to school at this time. I'm leaving, to sc- I'm leaving school at this time. I'm not bringing any work home. I'm going to respond to parent emails until X time. And after that, I'll get to them in the morning. Or you need to set boundaries even with like coworkers. Like what you are willing to do, what you're willing to put the time and effort into. Um, if you don't have all of those things, you're going to be run down every single morning when you get to school and you're not going to have the patience to deal with your students. And that is going to make your year really long. Um, And then, then another piece of advice is just asking for help. Like there are so many people in the school that are willing to help you and support you. And whether it comes from your admin or your team or the counselors, or maybe it's somebody that you find on Instagram or a friend that you have that's helping you and supporting you um, through it. It's a long year and it's a hard year, uh, especially if you are (laughs) in a school right now that's dealing with all the COVID stuff, which I feel like most of us are, but it makes it even worse um, right now. So 
those would be kind of my big two pieces because I couldn't have done my first year without my amazing team helping and supporting me. Um, I just got super lucky. The next question is fourth your dream grade? No. <laughs> um, I, I don't mind fourth, but I loved fifth grade. And I don't know if it was because my team was just that amazing and I just worked so well with them or if it's, I don't know. I don't mind fourth. Um, I feel like I could kind of toggle between fourth and fifth. I don't know if I would ever want to go below that. It's just not my, not my expertise. I feel like I would be fine in any other grade, but I definitely do best with the older kids. I can relate to them a lot more, um, dealing with more of that drama friendship, becoming themselves and who they are. Um, I feel like I'm really good at kind of meeting the students where they're at and talking to them and dealing with some of those issues through that. Um, next, did you go into teaching right after college? Yes and no. <laughs> um, so when I went to college, I graduated early. And so I graduated in December instead of in the spring, which should have been even a year earlier than that because my advisor messed up all my stuff, but whatever. I still graduated early, which is nice. Um, but anyways, so after teaching, I really struggled to find a job. It's really hard in the Twin Cities to get a teaching job right out of college because there is like 200 applicants for every position. And so you really have to have somebody that's going to pull your name out of that huge stack of papers that the admin get. And then, um, so even though I had all that, there wasn't a whole lot of openings inside of the districts where I knew people or wanted to be teaching. And so then I ended up taking a long-term sub position at a different school and did that for a full year. Uh, COVID hit. And then I was, in order to like continue to get my paycheck as the full-time sub, I had to um, go to like their center where all of the kids of essential workers were going. And then I led the fourth and fifth graders um, in all of their distance learning um, things for the duration of COVID. So then after that, um, I wasn't honestly, that was a really hard year for me. And I wasn't sure if I, sorry, if you can hear my dog, I wasn't sure if I even wanted to teach after that. And so I really struggled. And then I was just like, whatever, I'll just apply. And then actually when I got my fifth grade position last year, it was for a kindergarten job. And I knew I did not want kindergarten, but my mom was like, no, you should do it anyway. It's like just... If anything, it's just another interview for them to see you again. And I was like, fine, whatever. And so then I applied. And then uh, it was like a week later or something like that. They were like, well, somebody else took the kindergarten position, but I have something else for you. And I was like, absolutely, yes, I am doing that. So then um, obviously I had last year and then I got cut. Um, every non-tenure teacher in my whole district got cut last year. So there was a ton of us that got cut. There was just, I think it was like six or eight just in my building. And we have 
five elementary schools, two middle schools, and a high school in my district. And so it was a lot of people. And luckily, I was one of the two that got hired back for this year. And so I'm super grateful for that. Um, and now I'm in fourth. Uh, what is my favorite Starbucks drink? This is really tough. I am such a boring coffee drinker. Like, I love just, like, black coffees with cream. I like lattes. I am just so, I'm so boring. I don't like anything really fancy. So, I kind of have, like, two that I'll kind of go back and forth with. I, I'm not a huge, like, hot coffee person when I go to coffee shops, unless I'm going to sit and have, like, a latte. And so, I also, I really apologize. It's like this fall weather that I have the sniffles. Um, so, I usually get like a cold brew with um, like sugar-free vanilla and a splash of cream. That's a good one. Or I get the shaken espressos has kind of been my thing lately. So, I'll get a shaken espresso and then I don't do any classic syrup. And then I switch it out for like a pump or two of caramel and a pump or two of sugar-free vanilla. I think that's what it is. Um, actually, I have the Starbucks app. I will just go and take a look because it's all in there. If you don't have the Starbucks app, you are missing out. I am, like, addicted to getting stars and getting free drinks. It's my absolute favorite thing. Um, oh, another good one is the iced matcha green tea latte, and then you do two pumps of chai in there. Oh my god, that one is so good. Okay, so the shaken espresso is with oat milk, and then two pumps sugar-free vanilla, and five pumps caramel syrup. I feel like that, is that regular? Yeah, that's what I get. Um, and then that cold brew with sugar-free vanilla and cream. Those are kind of my go-tos, uh, depending what I'm in the mood for that day. How old are you? I am 24. I will turn 25 in December and that feels so old and I don't know why, but I just feel like in my head when I was younger, I really should have had my life together at this point and I very much feel like that is not the case. Um, on the outside, I feel like I am doing okay, but then I like, I don't know, I'm just so hard on myself, but yes, I'm 24. How do you practice self-care? I, honestly, a big part of self-care for me is getting my workouts in. I could not survive my teaching day without my morning workouts, whether it's being at the gym for 45 minutes or an hour and a half. I don't care. I just need to move my body. Um, so I love working out, obviously. Going for walks. I take my dog for a walk um, all the time. I love reading and writing. Uh, those are probably my two biggest things. And just like being out in nature. Um, I'm not somebody that can sit in a bathtub and just sit there. I think too much. I have self-diagnosed myself with ADHD. And so I'm just kind of like all over the place. And I don't think I can ever like just relax and sit. That is not very self, like I would not think that as self-care time. Uh, that would cause me more stress. Um, I like to get my nails done, get massages if I can, uh, little things like that, but they do make a big difference. I would say like having some sort of like self-care routine every single day, whether it's a morning routine, a night routine, something that you do right after school, whatever it is, have something and then 
there's always going to be those bigger things like going on a vacation or getting a massage or getting your nails done, like things that you don't do every single week, uh, but are good to do, you know, whether it's once a quarter or um, every once in a while, whatever it is. (laughs) This must be from somebody who is not a teacher. What makes teaching so tiring? (laughs) This one cracked me up. Teaching is tiring because you are on the ball all day long for eight hours. You're responsible. I have 28 students in my class. I'm responsible for 28 humans all day long. And it is a lot to not only like have to keep them alive and in the building and safe, but it's a lot that you are responsible for all of their behaviors, all of their learning needs. We have had to be in a lot of different class models because of COVID and you're on your feet. I never sit down. My prep time is used not as like a relaxation hour. It's used as planning or having meetings or um, getting things ready for the rest of the day, learning new curriculum. We're there early in the morning. We, um, yes, we get to leave. I leave at three o'clock, but by the time I'm done, I am just mentally, I have used up everything. It's really exhausting having to have so much patience. Um, I, I don't know how some people do it all day long. Um, I don't know how I do it all day long, but having that patience and just, I don't know. It just takes all of your energy to like, you have to be excited when you're there and you have to get the kids excited and you have to be able to move around the room and work with them and do things because if they are with a teacher that they don't like or they don't get along with, they are not going to learn. And so it's super important that you have all of those relationships in place and that you're energetic and you're excited about whatever you're doing, even if you hate it if you're excited about it, your kids are going to be excited about it. And so like by the time I get done with the school day, I have used up every ounce of my energy on these kids. And so I think that's what makes teaching so tiring. Um, And then you just have the mental exhaustion of all the prepping and planning and grading and meetings and behavior reports and talking to parents and everything else that we kind of have to do on a day-to-day basis. Um, Next one how do you balance coaching and teaching? Um, (laughs) I don't know. Honestly, like, I think it comes back to those boundaries. Like, I just have super strict boundaries on when I will work on school stuff and when I will work on coaching stuff. And I would say that I'm a really good time manager as it is. And so for me, you know, I just have like, I have my routines. And so I get home um, one or two days a week. I have uh, to go to the gym to have meetings or um, do stuff there. And then uh, I have two days a week right now that I am doing client check-ins and I'm slowly working my way towards getting all of my clients into my membership site because it's a lot to teach all day and then to do people's workout programs and their nutrition and check-ins and everything else. And so, um, I'm slowly trying to do that. And then come summer, I am going to come out with like a fun eight or 12 week, 
like one-on-one coaching because then I can put more time and effort into actually working with people for that amount of time, getting them on the right track. And then come fall, then they can get into my membership site and have a good start from where they were in the spring. And so that's kind of where I'm going towards with that. But it comes down to that time management and boundary piece because then I do a lot of uh, work at... um, um, I lost my train of thought. Oh, I do a lot of work on the weekends for coaching, and then I don't do any work at for school. Favorite clothing stores for work or working out? So my favorite clothing stores for work, I actually just made a blog post on it, but I like Old Navy. I use the teacher style box. I'll put that link down below, which is super awesome because I just get different outfits every single week. So that one, Nordstrom Rack, TJ Maxx, Nordstrom, if I like want something a little bit more expensive, Express, American Eagle, um, trying to think of other places that I wear a lot, Target, those are kind of my go-tos, um, clothes for working out, I would say, hmm, I really like, I found actually a lot on Amazon. I love Athleta and Lulu, obviously. I like my stuff from Fabletics. Their leggings are kind of iffy, but I love their sports bras and their tank tops. Um, where else do I get a lot of stuff from? Gymshark has some good stuff. There's this kind of hit or miss if it fits me well or if I just like it. Um what do I think where else do I get get stuff from Alpha Elite Buff Bunny I don't know there's a lot um but those are some of my go-tos I would say was it hard for you to stay motivated while finishing school yes and no um I guess it wasn't as hard for me, I don't think, because I mean, your last semester is student teaching. And so that's just kind of fun in itself because you're actually teaching in a school and not just like writing blank lesson plans for pretend people. Uh, So I thought that that was really fun. My last semester at school, um, I was actually in a classroom for most of the day anyways. And so I wasn't as I guess it wasn't as hard for me to stay motivated while finishing school, and I did it faster than most people, so I was only at school for three years, and I think that probably helped too if I was there for four or more years. I probably would have felt a little bit more burnt out, but I did a lot of work in high school to be able to graduate early, and then I just took 18 or more credits every semester. Um, Is the second year easier, better, or different than the first? It's definitely different. Um, I think it's also different because I'm in a new grade level, so it kind of feels like it's my first year again because I'm learning all the ins and the outs and the curriculum and what to teach them, and I'm teaching literacy and math this year versus just literacy last year, and so it's a lot um, different that way. I also have 
a really challenging class. Uh, last year I did too, but this year is definitely more challenging, which is, I didn't think that was possible, um, but it's hard that way too. Um, I'm really grateful that I have amazing supports at the school and I have really amazing parents at home that can help me with stuff as well that I need to. And so it's definitely different. I wouldn't say it's easier or better. And I think I would probably have a different take on this if I was in my same spot as last year. So I think if you probably have the same grade two years in a row, then it would probably be a little bit easier, but I do not. Um, so it's been really hard. I, I actually think that this year is a lot harder than last year. Um, so yeah. <laughs> How do you deal with the negativity in the break room? I feel like the culture of my school is very positive. There are obviously going to be some of those people that are very negative or talk about students or other people teachers or paras or whoever it is in the building that are just negative all the time. I personally don't go in the break room. Um, the way that our kind of pods are set up, we each have our own individual break room. And so I just really hang out with the fourth and fifth grade teachers all day long, which is really nice because um, they are a lot more positive. We have a lot more fun, um, I think, than maybe other people might. Um, and then I can, honestly, I just spend a lot of time in my classroom. I <laughs> don't really try to converse with a lot of people because it distracts me from getting my work done. And that kind of goes back to setting those boundaries of like my prep time and my before and after school is for me to be ready. So I don't have to take work home. Um, if I was going to go and sit in the break room with everybody else bitching and complaining about their school or their classroom or their teachers or their parents, whoever it is that they are complaining about, I just, I don't have time for it. And I don't want to bring it, that kind of energy into my space because it doesn't do us any good. Like complaining literally does zero good. So if I were you and I were dealing with all that negativity or there are just a lot of people, it's really hard to be the one person that's positive. I say that from experience, it's really, really difficult. And so sometimes it's enough just to walk away. Like you don't even have to say anything. Like you can if that's your personality type and you want to just be like, oh, well, let's look at it this way. Or, well, let's think about this. Whatever it is, like you could try to. But kind of at the end of the day, these people are going to complain if they want to complain. And whether it's in front of you or away from you, they're going to complain. And so I would just really make sure that when you're speaking and when you're talking that you are doing it in a positive way. And um, obviously there's going to be times when you do complain because there's a lot of things that we deal with on a day-to-day -day basis, but trying to make the most of your conversations being positive and joyful and out of love and respect for everybody. Because um, honestly, at the end of the day, we're all just doing our best. What is one must-have item for your classroom? I use this little doorbell off of Amazon. I am sure you have seen it all over the place because there's a lot of teachers that use it, but I love it because it just sticks into the wall and then it's like a little remote and you just press a button and 
I just keep it in my pocket all day long. So it doesn't matter where wherever I'm at in the classroom, I just press a button and then it chimes and then the students know that that's their cue to be quiet. And so I love doing that because I don't have to, a lot of the teachers in my building use like the responsive classroom chime, which is nice. Um, but I feel like the students, well, first of all, I have to be close to that chime. Then. So if I'm like all the way across the room, it does me no good to like walk across the whole room, press, like ring the chime and then try to get their attention just to go all the way back to the other side of the room. So I really like having that, um, in my room. Wheelie carts are really nice if you have, um, a lot of filing that you want to get done, um, a comfy chair to sit in at your desk because you're going to sit there a lot of the time. Um, so those are kind of my, my must haves. Nothing too crazy. I feel like it might be different if you're in younger grades because there's just more hands-on things to do and that you're working with, whereas I'm much more like standard, <laughs> more like a middle school teacher, I guess you could say. I'm struggling with the certification exam. How did you deal with the studying, staying positive, etc.? I'm a really bad person to ask for this because I did not study. Um, that sounds really bad, but for my license, I am licensed K6. And in Minnesota, we have to take, I think there were six different exams that we had to take to pass and I had to do the TPA. So I had to pass the TPA and then I had like six different actual tests that I had to pass in order to get my license. And honestly, they could ask me anything from kindergarten all the way up till sixth grade. Sixth grade, that's a hard word. Um, and so I had to take like a reading language arts, a social studies, science, math, all of these things in like school policies and stuff like that. And so honestly, I was like, I have no idea what even to study because I'm not going to memorize seven grades worth of this stuff. And so I did the practice exams online and then I just went for it. And then I just was like, well, if I don't pass, then I'll know kind of what to study or what to look for when I'm studying. So that's the mentality that I went in with that. Um, if you are struggling with the actual test itself, like you've tried it and you keep failing, I would maybe look and see if there is some sort of tutor that you could get. If it's something with your, like, you just get really anxious for those tests, I would highly suggest looking into Cured Nutrition CBD because you could definitely, oh, sorry. Um, I feel like you could definitely take something to kind of calm those nerves before you get in there because a lot of it is that like test anxiety type stuff that I think is really hard and staying positive through it. Don't wear yourself out. Like, yes, it's worth it, but you will pass it and you'll be fine and you're going to worry and everything for nothing. And once you get it, it's kind of like your driver's license, right? You spend all this time worrying and practicing and whatever, but when it comes to the actual tests, like once you get that license, you like forget why it was such a big deal, right? Because then you just drive. And it's the same thing with teaching. Like you're going to kind of, you're going to stress about it until you get through it. And you just have to kind of go in with the knowledge of, hey, I did all of my classes. I studied. I know 
what I'm doing and I'm just going to take it one day at a time. If you are just constantly stressed and trying to learn everything, you're going to learn nothing. So I would focus on maybe a couple things. Take those practice exams. See if you can um, find somebody to work with more one-on-one or in a small group type setting. Reach out to your college. They can definitely help you as well Um, in passing those tests. That's where I would start. Um, And just remember to relax. Take a deep breath. Um, at the end of the day, really, when it comes to the test, it's better to get them right than to go faster. It just kind of like what we tell our kids. Uh, so flag those questions that you're not sure about, come back to them at the end, uh, get through as many as you can, um, the first time and then go back and take your time with the other ones. What college did you go to? I went to Minnesota State University at Moorhead and it was the best decision I ever made. I didn't know anybody when I went there. Nobody from my graduating class of 500 went to Moorhead. And I was a lone wolf, um, found some of my closest and best friends there. Um, Their teaching program is one of the best. It is actually known as a teaching college. And so um, that's really why I wanted to go there. I stepped foot I had toured like eight different colleges. I didn't even want to stop at this one. Um, we were on our way back from UND and NDSU. My dad's like, nope, we're going to go because we're here. And I said, fine. And uh, I was so defeated because I didn't like any of the colleges that I went to. And so I ended up stepping on campus and I had this, like I literally have goosebumps right now thinking about it, but I like stepped on campus and I just knew like that that was, that was my place. And so my dad was amazing. He set up talks with each of the teaching college coordinators. And I actually got to sit down with the like teaching administration and they told me all about the teaching program there. So on my tour, I got to kind of talk to eight different schools about their teaching programs. And that helped a lot to kind of weed schools out because I was like, oh, nope, no thanks. No thanks. That sounds horrible. That's not helpful. And Moorhead's just really aligned with everything that I wanted. So if you're going into teaching, I highly suggest um, that college. It's a little bit smaller, but you have um, NDSU and Concordia Moorhead right there. And so it's such a college town. It's so much fun. Um, I would not change it for the world. Okay, I'll do a couple more because we're almost at that 40-minute mark. Do you have a dress code? No, we do not. We are super lucky. I can wear jeans whenever I want. I can wear leggings if I wanted to. I don't because, honestly, I'm a little bit younger. Being 24, I'm the youngest one in our school, and I just deal with boys, and I don't know. It just stresses me out. I don't know. I don't know at what age they start to, like, deal with all the hormone type things. I definitely saw a lot in fifth grade. So I'm assuming kind of like the back end of fourth grade, it will start um, a lot more. I just don't want to put myself in that kind of situation. So if I do wear leggings, it's with like a really long sweater. But no, we do not have a dress code, which is really nice. What time do you get up or go and go to sleep? Because I get up and have to work out and I just love my morning routine. I get up at a third, well, my first alarm goes off at three o'clock and then I usually get out of bed at like 3.30. 
And then I get to the gym and do all my stuff, let the dog out, um, all those things. And then I go to sleep because I am up so early. I go to sleep. I'm in bed at eight o'clock and usually like put my phone down and actually trying to fall asleep at 830. And I would say I'm probably fast asleep by nine um, at the very latest. It usually doesn't take me that long to fall asleep because after my long days, I am just exhausted. So about eight o'clock. I go to bed and then at 3.30, I am up and moving. Okay, I'll do one more. Good meal prep lunches. I feel like people overcomplicate this. So one thing that I really try to get my clients to know is make it simple. Like don't make your life harder than it needs to be. Pick a carb. I don't care what kind of carb it is. Obviously, I'm going to strive for more of those whole foods, potatoes, squash, um, pasta, if you want. I like the bonza pasta just because it's um, chickpea versus wheat. It just digests a little bit better in my body and um, it has a little bit more protein. Um, You could do like rice or whatever it is, okay? So pick a carb, pick a protein, whatever protein you want, Um, chicken pork, sausage, beef, turkey, whatever you want. Pick a protein. Then pick a vegetable and or a fruit. Anything that you want. I like to seed my vegetables because they digest better in my body than raw vegetables. And so when I steam them, I usually do like broccoli or I'll get stir fry packets or um, cauliflower, zucchini, peppers, whatever it is. Fruits are kind of dependent on the season because they can get really expensive depending on what you are um, buying. But that, I'm going to wrap up the Q&A session. Thank you for listening. Um, Remember to check out that membership site because the price is down to $14.99 a month and keep updated on my Instagram and my TikTok for the November challenge coming out in just a couple weeks. You don't have to use the workouts from my membership site or the quick and easy guide, but obviously those are going to give you solid progress throughout. It's a free challenge. You can win merchandise and other things like that and check out Cure Nutrition's uh, code Lauren Taylor on all of that and Instagram is Lauren Taylor's Lifestyle. Tag me. Tell me your favorite piece of advice on this episode um, or anything else that you think that others could benefit from.